Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I am Evangelist Janice Nelson, and I want to welcome you to this special Christmas edition of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole, a weekly women's Bible study podcast. Today is Friday, December 25th, the year of our Lord, 2020. It is Christmas Day, and on this day, we pause as women to spend a little time celebrating and rejoicing in the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and acknowledging the perfect gift God gave to us. Ladies, when I was a little girl, my parents would give me money for Christmas shopping. Each year in early December, I would receive a few dollars to shop with. I usually went to the Five and Dime General Store or to Montgomery Ward in search of the perfect Christmas gift for my mom and dad and my four siblings. I never purchased extravagant gifts, but I took a lot of pride in shopping for my family. I would think about each person as I purchased my gifts, hoping they would love my choices. I wanted to give each of them the perfect gift. I am guessing the same holds true for you because most everyone enjoys giving their loved one the perfect gift. Likewise, God delights in giving us the perfect gift. When we come back, we are going to talk about the perfect gift. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. Today, we are talking about the perfect gift. Our scripture reading is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. And I will be reading from the New International Version of the Bible if you want to follow along with the scripture reading. So beginning with Matthew, chapter 2, Reading verses 9 through 11, the word of God says, After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of his word. Amen. This is a beautiful story about gift giving. And in Matthew 7, chapter 7, verse 11, Jesus tells us this about God's gift giving. He says, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? 
I want us to see that God is the source of every perfect gift, and he has given us many. In our passage of scripture, we read about the Magi's gifts, perfect gifts to baby Jesus. Matthew chapter 2 verse 11 says, Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What was it that made these gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh perfect? I believe there were two reasons why the Magi's gifts were the perfect gifts. First, their gifts were symbolic. God was and is a gift, excuse me, gold was and is a gift fit for a king. Gold's lustrous and metallic qualities, its relative scarcity, and the difficulty of extraction added to the perception of gold as a valuable commodity. Since ancient civilization, from the Egyptians to the Inca, gold held a special place of actual or symbolic value for humanity. And as Joseph was led by God to take his family to Egypt to escape Herod's edict to kill all newborn babies, the gift of gold the Magi gave to Jesus was no doubt valuable in that it could be exchanged for money, which Joseph and his family would need in their travels and to live on. Frankincense or incense was in constant use by the priest in the temple. It is, is a symbol of purification. Further, frankincense is biblically defined as a vegetable resin, brittle, glittering, and of a bitter taste used for the purpose of sacrificial fumigation. The third gift from the Magi was myrrh. Myrrh also has a bitter taste, and scholars believe myrrh was given to Jesus by the wise men to represent the hard times Jesus would have in his earthly life. Some believe myrrh has medicinal properties and therefore symbolized Jesus' role as a healer. It was also used to embalm the dead and may have foreshadowed Jesus' death. So in these three gifts from the Magi, we see one, who Jesus is, two, what Jesus came to do, and three, what it cost Jesus. The Magi might not have known how symbolic their gifts were, but not only were their gifts symbolic, they were appropriate as well. The second reason the Magi's gifts were perfect gifts is because they were useful. The expository's uh, commentary says the gifts were expensive, but not uncommon, and more than likely helped finance Joseph's and Mary's trip to Egypt with Jesus soon after his birth. Remember that soon after Jesus was born. Joseph was warned in a dream to take Mary and Joseph to Egypt to protect the child from King Herod. It was an expensive travel, and the Magi's gifts no doubt served as a form of support, financial support, for Joseph and Mary during their journey and stay in Egypt. 
The gifts of the Magi to Joseph were the perfect gifts for the occasion of the Lord's birth. They were both symbolic and useful. Now I want to minister for just a moment about the gifts that God has given to us. The word gift, as it is used most often in the New Testament, refers to the gift of God and is always with an implication of grace. The word of God also stresses that the gifts of God are free, which emphasizes the implication of grace and God's gratuitous nature. Since we know that God enjoys giving the perfect gift, let us look at the perfect gifts God has given us. First, we see the abundance of spiritual gifts according to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, which says, but each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift, another has that. The Bible tells us that God has gifted us with at least one special talent or ability. What makes this gift so special is that God has given us gifts to complement one another as we work together as one body in Christ on one accord. We have been given spiritual gifts by God to accomplish his work and to be helpful to others. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. The second perfect gift God has given us is the gift of the Holy Spirit. After Jesus was raised from the dead, Acts 1 verse 4 tells us that on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us and empowers and transforms us, building us up so that we are more and more like Christ. He is with us always so that we are never alone. The apostles feared being with Jesus as he talked to them about his departure from them before his death. But he encouraged them with the promise of the Holy Spirit, a beautiful gift from God. John chapter 14, verse 26 says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. James Packard has a unique way of describing the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He compares the Holy Spirit's role to floodlights on a building. When floodlighting is done well, the floodlights are placed so that you do not see them. In fact, you are not supposed to see where the floodlights are trained. The intended effect is to make the building visible when otherwise it would not be seen because of the darkness and to maximize its dignity by throwing all its detail 
into relief so that you can see it properly. To me, this perfectly illustrates the Holy Spirit's new covenant role. He is the hidden floodlight shining on the Savior. Or think of it this way. It is as if the Holy Spirit is standing behind us, throwing light over our shoulder onto Jesus who stands facing us. The Holy Spirit's message to us is never, look at me, listen to me, come to me, get to know me, but always look at him, see his glory, listen to him, hear his word, go to him and have new life, get to know him and taste his gifts of joy and peace. Psalms 34 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who trusts in him. That's one of my favorite passages of scripture. The final perfect gift of God that I want to minister on is the gift of salvation. Romans 6 verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The Bible is clear that salvation is a gift to humanity from God. There is nothing, absolutely nothing we can do to earn it or buy it. And we do not, we never did deserve it. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, the Apostle Paul says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. This is the gift that meets all of our needs. It frees us from sin, guilt, shame, and judgment. It brings us into the relationship God intended us to have with him. It satisfies God's holiness and justice and yet extends to us God's compassion and his love. It is the perfect gift and it is our homecoming to the Lord. Ladies, on this Christmas day, let us celebrate and praise our King because he is worthy. His name is Emmanuel, meaning ever-present in our lives. He is a great and glorious God, righteous, victorious, and reigning over all of us. As you face the challenges of each day, I want to encourage you to simply let go and let God. The Word of God tells us, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. My prayer for you this Christmas day is this. May you be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh at the days to come. May you speak with wisdom and may 
faithful instruction be on your tongue. May you watch over the affairs of your household and not eat the bread of idleness. Merry Christmas, ladies. And thank you for tuning in to this special edition, this special Christmas edition of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. I pray God will bless you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. May he bless your comings and your goings, and may he prosper you in every area of your life. May he send his guardian angels armed with the full power and might of his Holy Spirit to surround you and protect you and keep you safe and out of harm's way. Join me next week for another edition of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. In the meantime, take good care and may God continue to bless you.